all of the accommodations and food and all of the tours is all included in the price. So the only thing to do your plane ticket. We pick you up from the airport, we drop you off and all of the, everything is arranged. So it's like a prearranged itinerary, fun stuff. Like there's a Harry Potter tour at the London one. There's a Emily in Paris tour at the Paris one. The itinerary was the hardest thing to figure out because it's just not easy planning something like this and not to mention planning it all within the same month of each other. So the whole month of July, I'll be gone in Europe. And I think I'm just so excited about that. But um, <laughs> What a blast. <laughs> Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for, like, McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, onto our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast. Your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We are excited to have Shelby Tarleton coming on the show. She is one of our Lash Besties. Every year we do a party in Vegas, which by the way, this will be our third annual party we're going to be doing at the IBS show in Vegas. Details to to come on that probably in the next month or so. But anyhow, we're going to have her on today to talk about her event, Lash Boss Summit. We kind of see this as our sister trade show or conference, not trade show, conference that happens in the spring every year. And then our event happens in the fall. And we're excited to have her come on and talk about it. And she's going to share what's who's going to be speaking and what's happening and how it all runs. And then we're going to talk about some of her other things. So yes, this is a little more less, I will say educational, more informational, but I think it's an important episode because for those of you out there who are working alone right now and feel maybe you're ready, the pressure of the new year is already weighing in and feeling a little discouraged. This is where you come and you get that fire lit on you because you're going to meet people. You're going to connect is really like, it's it's lash, lash like our I think Tessie says our baby Lashcon, uh, Shelby we love and we think she's doing an amazing job growing it. It's the second live event she's done, but she's done a, like three I think per, uh, virtual events before that. So she's been doing this for a while. It's a great group of people, great lineup of speakers, and we're gonna break it all down for you. Plus talking about some of her other plans that she has, which I think are super cool. And we'll put all the information in the show notes so that you can click on the links and go check this all out. And by the way, Tess and I will be speaking. This is our next speaking engagement. We have nothing between now and April. We're going to be at other events. We're, we're always trying to get out there and do stuff, but this will be a great way if you want to come and say, see us and hang out with us. And we're going to talk about a new topic that we have not spoken about, and that is sales, without being salesy. Like, I know most people hate sales, but sales is what we all do. We all literally do sales all the time. It is our, it's Bread and butter, if you're running a business, you're doing sales. You may just be doing poorly or just not really conscious of what you're doing. And we're going to challenge some of your thinking and help you give you some tools so that you can be better at it in your salon. All right, so let's get into, well, hey, let's do this. Let's do some announcements. 
Con tickets go on sale March 26. That is coming up in about was it like six weeks, seven weeks, whatever it is. Coming up soon, sooner than I would like. But I want to get these tickets out there for you guys because I want. I know that the people every day. I'm getting DMs and emails and texts and all sorts of stuff. So March 26. Mark your calendar. It'll go on sale. The event last con itself is October 11th through the 14th, 2024, and we'll be sharing just before that. Probably two week, a week or two before March 26, we'll start breaking down what's going to happen at LashCon this year. Also, LashCast Clubhouse is currently in session. We just started it, and we will be doing a relaunch in March, middle March, just before LashCon, actually. And then you can join us in April. So we'll be a two months into it, but we are having a great time. We did one session on Wednesday. We did a bonus session today, and we will keep... We like to add in value. Like we're saying, oh, we'll do four things a month, but I, I promise you, we'll, we'll probably do more than that. And we're going to really go over everything you need to do so you can build a business that you're proud of and build something like what we've done, if you want. We've done both digital stuff. We've done webinars. We've done class trainings. We've done events. And we've done salons. The only thing we've not done is uh, product lines. And we have no plans. I promise you, there is no plans to do it. Unlike our friends, Maddie and Elliot, who uh, betrayed all of us. No, I, we, we love Mel, Med, Maddie. Maddie Maddie, and Elliot are awesome. Well, I guess you combine them. It'd be Maddie and Maliot. <laughs> I have no idea. Just being stupid here online all by myself. But anyhow, Maddie and Elliot, they have a product launch. In fact, I think it's already launched at this point. It will be launching soon. So you should check them out. Lightheart, Lightheart Lash. Uh, we're excited. They are uh, good friends and people we love and adore. In fact, I think everyone adores Maddie. Like, uh, she's like the the princess of our industry. <laughs> so, go check it out. See what their products are like. They have a great podcast too, which uh, really inspires us and helps push us because they're doing some amazing things. All right, what else do we have besides Lash Bus Summit on April 26th? We're going to be speaking of that. Oh, we will give details of this soon. We are going to do one in-person train, a two-day train, maybe our last one we ever do. That'll be in April, and we'll give details out, hopefully within the next week, where it's this finalizing plan. Someone has a salon, so please come out and teach people I know out here. So we're going to go out there, teach four people, and we'll have two more spots. Um, so if that... Now, the Clubhouse members are going to get first bids to buy that, uh, so we're going to offer to them, and if they take it, they get it. If they don't, then we'll put it out to the public, and then you guys can see us and it'll be most likely Kansas City uh, will be. So middle of the country. So that details will come in the next week or two on that. Um, last thing, last cast, in Cl- last cast Insider Club. It's not Clubhouse, but that's how you get information what we're doing. You want to join that, go into the link in the, right here in our show notes and basically sign up so you can get emails and updates and everything we're doing so you don't miss out. All right, so let's get into it. Now we're going to sit down with Shelby and really unpack what she's up to and some of the cool stuff between last Lash Boss Summit and Lash Boss um, Retreats. So let's check it out. Hey, Smart Cookies. So excited about our next guest. 
Not only is she a dear friend, I actually think that she is the sweetheart of our lash industry. She has a fabulous conference. It's called Lash Boss Summit. It feels the same kind of integrity, the same kind of impact that LashCon does. It's just a little bit smaller. So in my mind, it's baby. It may not be forever. Yeah, I know. Big plans for bigger things. So don't, it may be. I'm not trying to pitch you. Maybe MegaCon one day. (laughs) MegaCon. Yes. Welcome to the show, Shelby. Thank you so much for having me. We were just saying it's my fifth time. We should have music and trumpets. Diego. Diego, this is your time. Five times. Five times. He's our editor. And when we have someone for five times, they get a special crown. Yay. Yeah, we're really excited. Shelby, we both started doing this basically six years ago. And here we are still standing, amazingly enough, doing podcasts and trying to serve our industry. And really, I, we feel so much kinship with Shelby. She is like our, just our, I don't know, like our kid sister who just is out there killing it and making waves, making moves. And not just, it's nothing wrong with making money, but doing it because she loves our industry. She has, her heart is in the right place and she cares. And we're so excited to support her and encourage you guys to really get involved in there. If you're not already, like if this is your first time, which I'm shocked, I doubt it is. But if it is, you know about what she's doing. If you have it, you should definitely, you're going to need, after this, hopefully you go follow her and, and hopefully we'll see you at some of her initiatives because she has some great things that she's doing aside from just Lashball Summit that her are here podcast, to serve the yeah. Her podcast yeah. is fabulous. So give a real quick overview, like maybe the one minute view of you and then we'll get into the summit about who you are and all that. So in case they don't know. Sure. So I'm a salon owner. I have a lash salon in Austin, Texas called Pink Lady Lash. I also own a school called Lash Boss University. It was named after Lash Boss Radio, the podcast. Um, And I also have Lash Boss Summit, which is an annual conference in Austin every spring. So it's like a good midway, I guess, in the year before the big lash con. And then I also have a pro shop where we carry like all of the top brands all on the same website, lashbosspro.com. And then the most recent thing is actually Lash Boss Retreats. We'll get into that, but that's one that I'm really excited about. Yeah, so there's a lot there. But- I just want to yeah. highlight the fact that you are a very special kind of salon owner yeah. as well. She's a team-based salon. You are a team-based salon and yes. you are killing it. Your systems are running, they're working. And that makes you really unique in the salon world because I think, I don't know what the actual percentage of people, the salon owners that are actually team-based team based oh, pay. so small. It's Less so than 1%. small, but they are the most successful. It does require the hardest work though, I have to say. Yes. Honestly, it was funny because back, I don't know which year this was, the first year that we met, the first time we met was at a team-based conference. That's right. And I was asked to go with a friend, my friend Gloria, who used to own Beverly Hills Lashes. She had heard about it from you guys on your podcast. And she was like, listening to y'all's podcast, heard about it, says, Hey, there's this event that's going on near you. Will you come with me? I go to it, but I didn't really even know what I was going to. I was just up for, I love going to lash events. So I'm like, I'm going to this and I meet you guys there. And so it's funny that what really changed a lot of how I run the salon and really my whole career changed after this, um, had to do a big part of it was because of you guys. And even though it was just basically it started because you guys talked about it on your podcast. So I think that's crazy. Cool. I do remember you having the conversation with Gloria. She telling me later that you guys were driving home on the way back and you guys like, 
are they really that nice? Are they, is that really who they are? <laughs> yes. Like, There's gotta be a catch. <laughs> no, I know. Like you guys had messaged me one day. Cause you were like, Hey, like, welcome to the podcast world. And I'm like, oops, I, I thought I was the only podcaster. Sorry. And you guys were so sweet to me, but we had only talked in messages. And when I met y'all in person, I was like, wow. They're really nice people. And <laughs> so far, it's only been that. Yeah. So guess it's not. Guess that's really how you are. No, Just she kidding. and Shelby's that. the same way. I won't go into details on it because it's a, when we closed our salon in 2019, Shelby was right there by our side supporting us and encouraging us and offering to help in ways that no one else was offering, really. So Shelby is a saint. You were there for us. And um, we really have loved all these years working with you. That's why we do the Vegas party with her. And that's why we promote her event on our, at our events. And we, every time I feel like Shelby wins, we win. So it's just a, a mutual respect that we have for her and it's really it's and it takes time these are the type of things that happen over time and, the and relationships, relationships. Mean, yeah. it's not like so i know some people will see maybe this and i always want to encourage people like oh man i want to have that you can but it just be patient right i know when i first reached out to shelby i think she was like, like eh, uh, why is he wishing is? me well weirdo. <laughs> like, this weirdo. It's like it might be a creeper he's an old guy demon me <laughs> so it might be a little weird and so and but we built time and over that next year we met finally and then eventually here we are working together doing collaborations and all sorts of stuff so exactly you never really know what someone's about until you've seen their character play out over time. And I have just truly seen y'all's character over time, just with our private conversations with just everything that you guys do for the industry. And yeah, I love you guys so much. And I consider you guys some of my closest friends in the industry. Yeah, we do no, too. The same mutual. I mean, we consider you, like I said, we feel protective of you. We feel like you're like, like yeah. a kid sister, like a niece. You're, we, we feel very protective. If anyone says anything negative about those are fighting words. Those are me, birds. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Let's just have a whole episode of us gushing on each other <laughs> yes, back and forth. Right, meanwhile, our viewers are just totally <laughs> dropped off the right. Like, okay, Paul and Tuss and, La, and, and, and yeah, Shelby. Shelby all really like each other. Good for you guys. All right. Sorry. All right. Let's, let's talk about some of the fun stuff that you're cooking yeah up. because i know yeah. that everyone this year there's actually i feel like this year there's even more conferences than ever like everyone now every two weeks there seems like to be in their conference which is great yeah. I, I we're always up for people making offerings it's just like lashes like i'm not threatened because there's ten thousand lash artists around me and the same is true when it comes to conferences because every lash artist can't come to my conference yeah so there's the a conference for everyone big it's big enough so you have a conference it's now technically your second year live but you've been doing it this is like your fifth fourth, or fourth year. actual event because you did it first couple of years was all virtual so maybe tell a little bit people like about what your event is and and what and after we tell about that let's get into like what you're looking forward to seeing this year yeah so it's a two-day event it's all based off of both artistry and business so last year we set it up where like the first day was artistry the second day was business but I feel like I structured the day to feel where it's like when you're sitting at a conference and the inevitable lull happens where you start getting tired and you start zoning out and stuff. So I saw, I started to think about like, how do we prevent that from happening? Cause it's just so much education packed in the weekend. So setting up the topics to flow really nicely, the breaks to be in there and stuff like that. There's a vendor area of course, it's not as large as the LashCon vendor area, but there's about 20, <laughs> 20 booths and 
23 speakers, I think, between the two days. And then there's cocktail hours at the end of each day just to where people can work with each other and talk to speakers and stuff like that. Last year, we did a bar hop because it's located in the domain, which is in Austin. Lots of shops and bars and restaurants around. So we just, all of us just went bar hopping and that was a lot of fun. This year, I'm excited to see that last year wasn't like a fluke. And it was like every event, every even like social event, when you think of Lash Bash, Lash Con, et cetera, all of them have like a culture behind them, like a feel behind them. And I just want to see how this year goes just with all of the new speakers coming on. And yeah, just making sure that it's still the same effect that happened last year. A lot of people said they loved the vibe and energy. So just trying to bring that back again. It was super fun. It felt like LashCon for me. As far as the connections in the community and the friendliness, I think conferences really truly are reflective of the leadership that runs the conference. So in the past, we've been to conferences that weren't so friendly or engaging or as warm. And, and we, it was hard because you walk away feeling, well, what's wrong with me? No one likes me. I guess I can't talk to anyone. Everyone's, everyone, but it turns out usually what happens is most people are just afraid and scared and quiet, right? But I think because of your personality and your engagement and your care, and I think it just rubs off on everyone. It just trickles down. It's through, a reflection. Yeah. All the people you brought there, the speakers and all that, it really was coming to family. It was just like everyone, I, everywhere I walked, I see people hugging, kissing, loving each other, talking. <laughs> now it sounds like they're making out, but anyhow, not that, <laughs> but it's just a very family engaged community. And, and it's great because it's also in Austin, which is a cool place to go. Really there's a lot of cities we've been to over the years and Austin still is one of the most, I think, fun. fun. They have yeah. good restaurants. Too. Great restaurants. And I think the bar hopping is really a different idea where it allows you to, you don't have to just hang out with your one friend. Like the nice thing about bar hopping is you're walking, you're going to be with different people. You're going to naturally break your little tribe that you maybe came with and just end up with other people. You're going to fall into other conversations. So it's a really easy, non-threatening way to meet and connect with other people where obviously if you walk into a room and everyone's already sat down and has their little tribe they're sitting with it's it's you feel like crap it's a little scary break in somehow yeah so this yeah this you that bar hopping mechanism i think really breaks that apart which i think is great and there was like a little seating area right outside of where the main stage was last year that we're doing again this year because people loved getting to pull a speaker aside after their talk and actually get to have a conversation with them. I think accessibility is a big thing that you guys preach too. Even whenever we throw the social for IBS, whenever we would be talking to the volunteers, even we were just talking about how everyone needs to be helpful and look for that person that is left out or looks uncomfortable and go start a conversation with them and welcome them in. And so had those same conversations with all the speakers and even my own team because I had all 10 of my girls helping me out last year. I think that's how the culture of any sort of just with those conversations with those people. Yeah. Yeah. When you see anybody that's by themselves, reach out to them. You're inviting people in and that's, that's leadership. Yeah. So who are some of the speakers? So I know right now you can just go type in last Pass summit and it'll pop up on Google. And I know that you didn't bring out all the same people. You asked us to be back, which was like a real honor. Cause I know that we were, sometimes I feel like we're overexposed and we're like too many places, but we love supporting you any way we can. And we'd be happy just to be there and volunteer if necessary. But that said, who are some of the other people that you're excited to see come and speak? Trina was someone that was super popular last year. Like I think 
was even like crying. Oh, when... Trina, I'm so glad. I hope that I get a chance to talk with her. Tuss had never really gotten to talk or know Trina beforehand. Oh, gosh. And, and I she said was like, to her, she got you, to... you are so brilliant. You are yeah. very, very smart. We need to connect more. So I'm looking forward to, to talking with her. She is one of the most innovative and creative people. And I just really respect her as a person too. Like she, I don't know. You're going to love her though. You get to sit down her and i'll make sure that happens too. she's crazy smart and has style like no one too like she that gal knows how to do branding like I, anyone i've ever seen we're talking yes. about trina dial of maven yeah maven yeah. artistry yeah. yeah yes it's incredible to watch she's actually always been that way she was one of the first people in the lash industry that i saw and like looked up to yep. in the very beginning like 2013 i was seeing her stuff and she was the lash atelier on instagram and i was just always looking at every post and loving it. But uh, yeah, so Ashley and Hakeem and yes, and I'm actually doing a panel with them and Ali and I think Wednesday actually. And that one's about like partnering with a brand. I I love that topic right now because Mm -hmm. as a lot of people in the industry, they're always thinking, well, I have to start my own brand or I have to do this, that, and the other. And seeing these big, powerful people that you look up to and are inspired by partnering with another brand or working for another brand, that is that sends a very big message, I think, about what success means. So, and then some new people. I have Derek from Lockslash, Auto. I'm so excited. I'm finally actually having Auto on my podcast soon, wow. too. Took a while? It, it, yeah. It's oh, first yeah. time? Yes. Wow. Uh, I can't believe that. We have always talked about it. Yeah. So whenever I re- reached out this week uh, to set it up, the subject line was like, Lash Boss Radio, finally? <laughs> well, he's so, 17 hours, I think, ahead. So it, yeah. it really, timing wise, it's not easy to book. It, it's a feat. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so a few other new ones this year, too. So I'm really pumped about the lineup. All very talented people. No, we're really excited about it. It's all people that I look up to. It's all people I've heard speak in in one place or another. And so I think it's great that you bring that kind of high level quality speaker that really not every conference has. I think some people want to, but I think again, it's about trust, right? People need to believe in you that you're going to deliver a a conference that's worth their time. I know there are but I, my fear when I first started was like, oh my gosh, will anyone really want to speak that? A lot of you want to speak at LashCon, but could I get the people I really wanted that I felt like we were the highest value? And that wasn't always easy in the beginning. And so obviously you've built that trust and people believe in you and you got the you got some big players coming. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yes, I forgot to mention Michelle, sorry, from PLA. Yes. Really oh, yes. <laughs> Michelle is a treasure. You have a good track record of being able to deliver the goods deliver the quality speakers, the fun atmosphere that allows networking to happen naturally. So it's a good bet (laughs) that you're going to be able to do it again. So I'm looking forward to it. I know you're providing breakfast and lunch. So that's ah, something that yes. we don't do at LashCon because I can't too many 1,500 people. people. But she's, and maybe at some point you won't be able to if you keep growing. But at least for this year, you get not just breakfast, which we give you kind of a continental, which maybe not everyone knows, but that does not mean eggs, bacon, and pancakes. Co- what does continental <laughs> breakfast mean? What does it mean? I don't it know. It means pastries, oh, okay. pastries, and fruit, fruit, yogurt, yogurt, and coffee, coffee tea. tea. Yeah. And juice. Mm, so. Okay. But they also provide lunch, which is really nice because I think it's hard to have to run off and get food and come back and all that type of stuff. 
Exactly. It, there's lots of breaks throughout the day. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, is it going to be buffet style? Yes. Okay. That's, Same as last year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the way to do it. Well, I want you to have a special plate made for me, okay? Because I have I'm, served, right? Yeah, and I want it served. No, I'm going to be you stop sitting it? in my throne. Yeah, don't listen to him. He's, <laughs> then you bring me my food. He's not expecting. No, and no. Only Shelby will bring me my food. No one else. Oh, no, okay. I want Jamie. I, I want Jamie, Jamie to, to bring, bring the food. food. <laughs> I want to say something about Jamie. So I'm actually bringing him as the MC this year again. Oh. I, Cool. People normally do this, have it two years in a row, the same person. But I couldn't imagine a better person than oh, Jamie to do this. Um, and I have to share the worst mortifying story. So the summit last year, it was great. But at the end, I'm giving my closing remarks and I'm thanking everyone from the sponsors to the hotel, the attendees and the speakers everyone and I don't thank Jamie and I realized it as I'm coming off the stage and like <laughs> I felt terrible everybody was like leaving and I just felt so bad that I didn't thank him so I made like a whole reel and was like Jamie is the best <laughs> so sorry and yeah anyways that is not why I'm bringing him back not out of pity but I did I did really love him so I just want to say shout out to Jamie for yeah being- yeah. Great. I thought you were going to talk about how there was a church service. Last oh, that's time, right. <laughs> and they <laughs> wonderful singing worship, but it bled into our talk. And yeah. it was really hard for the speaker on the stage to talk above the, the singing voices in the other room. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that too. And Jamie then had us cheer loud so that they would hear us. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, they're bleeding the art problem. He's like, We're boo, everybody like, boo. Everyone cheer. And then the gal next to me was like, I'm not going to boo the church. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you go next door, Tessany, and you worshiped for a I little did, bit? Yeah. I did. I did. The song was just a, a call to my heart, and I just yeah. chilled out there for a little while. They, they welcomed me. It was wonderful. They kicked me out, though. They didn't like me. I was kidding. Yeah, get out. <laughs> Give away, bald man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. Well, I don't know if they'll be next to us this year. We'll see if there's another church service yeah. going on. Is this, it's the same hotel this year? Same hotel, yeah. yeah. The Westin. I love the Westin. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, Westins are actually really nice. We almost ended up, last con, we almost ended up at Westin. It was like, do we want to go Marriott or we want to go Hilton? And weird enough, I really want to go with Westin, but the Hilton gave me a better deal. <laughs> I think they had a little bit better customer service. Oh, better service. customer service. Yeah, the, at least the Westin where we were. When we walked in, this actually what sealed the deal. This is what I'm talking about customer service. Why the little things matter. I go to the Westin. It's fine. She's nice. She's pleasant. We do all the things. I go to the Hilton and she says, let me show you the main room where you'll be at. I walk in. There's a screen up and it says LashCon on the screen. Yeah. She got a projector, set projector, put our, got our logo off the website, put it on the screen. So when I walked into the room, my logo is on the flipping wall. Okay. Not only that, but while we were there, the uh, general manager from the hotel comes over and introduces himself and, and we, everyone did actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We all did that. The, the Westin, we go around the sales girl was very pleasant. She points out, Oh, there is the president or the general manager. He's sitting down over there. And we're like, oh, but there was no recognition. There was nothing. And they were the first people that we met with. So we're like, okay, this is how it is. But then we went to the Hilton and we recognized the extra touches and how much they wanted our business and how much it showed in their 
caregiving, we were like, oh, there's no comparison. Yeah, it was not, I didn't, it didn't matter at that point. They came in a little lower price, but at the same time, I would have gone with a higher price. They could have charged me more and I would have gone with them because the, for me, the logo was big, but also the fact that everyone in the company came by and said hello to me and said, we would love to have you, excited to work partner with you. While literally not one person other than the salesperson at Weston came and talked to us. <laughs> Actually, we did walk by. We walked by the general manager. He was in a meeting and he blew us off, if I remember right, even. He was like, I, I got things to do. And so we're like, okay, we'll just keep going on. I can say that I could see that. That's what I will say. I could see that. <laughs> but there are different hotel chains too. I don't know if people know how hotels work. While you will say Weston is part of the Marriott family, there's these things called hotel groups. Let me just, I'll just, no one asked for this, but let me just share it. Work. <laughs> hotel groups own hotels themselves. So you could be a hotel group and you may own a Weston, you may own a Hilton, you may own a Hyatt, like a Sheridan. These are all different groups, all with three major brands, right? You have three major brands. You have your Hilton, your Marriott, and your Hyatt. You could own all three properties in part of your hotel group. It's like your investment group. Your portfolio. And so portfolio. And then these groups belong to the greater family. Like most hotels are not owned by Hilton themselves. Hilton, I think, have some of their own properties, but they generally franchise that out to these hotel groups who buy it. So buy while it. I may have a great experience at one Hilton, it doesn't mean that I'll go to this other Hilton across the country and it'll be amazing. It may be a completely different experience because it's owned by a different hotel group. They do have standards they have to uphold by, but it, it's still not necessarily the same. So yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, it was definitely consistent with my experience as well. Oh, really? So okay. We'll, yeah. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But that said, it does the, what you pulled off last year and what I know will be the same. So overall experience is absolutely amazing and well worth the money. You're not, and in fact, I always say, Pick whichever conference is best for you. Not every conference, LashCon is not for everyone. Like I know some people, have, I've seen even posts, like I love LashCon, it's great, but it's too big for me. I get lost in it. It's a little overwhelming. I, we do our best to make everyone feel seen and, and important and feel connected. But for some people, it's, it is too big. Like they have anxiety when they get around a thousand yeah. people. But when you have a group where it's maybe 200 to 300 people, I think what your, yours is going to be two, 300, right? In that range, is that... Exactly. So yeah. a little more intimate, a little smaller, maybe less, a little bit social anxiety. If you don't, don't like the large crowds, it's a perfect match for you. And so I think that'll be great. Now, maybe another year from now, it'll be a thousand people too. And you'll be like, okay, got to find a third event to go yeah. to. Well, yeah. Maybe we'll start the, the small conference and we limit it to a hundred people max because we don't, for those who can't handle large groups. But that said, it, this is, a, I think, serves that. plus it's in the spring. My goal, my dream would be, oh, you go to Shelby's and you come to ours. That would be the perfect world, right? You get two boosts a year. I know for us, we would try to go at least two conferences a year when we were just a salon owner. And I felt like those two were bookends that would help keep us far. We'd go one thing in January and one in, in June. And these between these two things, we would find like our, get our mojo going because of that. So that's our dream. That If you can do both, just please don't go to debt. I really don't like seeing people say, oh, yeah, I'm putting all my car. Like, no, it's don't go into debt. No, it's yeah. not worth it. Save up, cut your cost, work some extra hours, go do some Uber eats on the side, whatever it takes to make a little extra money. So you can go there and you can get some great information, connections, encouragement, and all that. So well, totally. when is, where did, like, let's get the details. What are the dates? Where are the ticket prices? Where can they go and get stuff like that? Yeah, it's April 26th and 27th. It's a Friday and Saturday. It's in Austin, Texas. Tickets, standard tickets are $4.99 right now. 
and VIP is $6.99. So it's really manageable. It's honestly, the VIP even is cheaper than what it was last year. So now what about the room blocks? Do you have all the hotel been sold out? Not yet. Okay. Um, we do have a room block. Last year we did sell out at the hotel. So just make sure you get in. What's get the in. rate right now for the hotel? Say that one more time. What's the rate? Yeah. It's yeah. two thirty nine, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So two thirty nine a night plus four ninety nine is great. I, I promise you, if even if you don't do the VIP five hundred bucks, and then you spend another five hundred bucks for hotel. So that's two days of training. That's two, two day, days of conference. Yeah. No, it's definitely more affordable than Lashcon. So in that sense, it, you know, budget is your biggest concern. You, I think Lash Boss would be a great place for you to be at. So, and we will we'll just hope you, we'll see you next year at Lashcon. Yeah. <laughs> so, take in levels, but yeah. Don't. But actually think about it this way too. You apply the stuff that you learn at Lash Boss Summit. You probably will be making yeah. some more money. You'll there be able go. to afford Lashcon. There that you way. go. <laughs> That's the way you go at it. And is there a payment plan still or? or yes. Is that, okay. Yes, always payment plans. And probably just until March, we'll be doing payment plans. Okay, so when this comes out, it'll probably be a couple more weeks, maybe three weeks or so. So go yes. soon. And we'll put all the links in the show notes so you can go buy your tickets and get there. That would be awesome. Well, let's talk about one more thing. That's your travel plans, your retreats. So maybe tell me yeah. about this. Because it's like, I think one of the coolest things in our industry, something we, if we didn't have so many other plans going, we would be there in a heartbeat. We just have too many other things that we're, we're trying to uh, do. We're so committed this year. Yeah. But tell but, us. Yeah. So Lash Boss Retreats, it's basically a retreat for lash artists that is a little bit of education, lots of sightseeing, and lots of connecting with the people on the trip. So it's about 10 people going on every trip to places. There's four locations. One is London, then there's Paris, then it's Rome, and then Greece. And every single one, aside from Greece, Greece is a very hard place to travel to other places from. So the other three, the first three, you actually will be taking trips to other cities nearby. So like a day trip to Tuscany, for example, from Rome, stuff like that, so that you can not only see the city that we're going to, but a little bit outside of that too, venture out. But all of the accommodations and food and all of the tours is all included in the price. So the only thing to do your plane ticket, we pick you up from the airport, we drop you off and all of the, everything is arranged. So it's like a prearranged itinerary, fun stuff. Like there's a Harry Potter tour at the London one. There's a Emily in Paris tour at the Paris one. So I have been the itinerary was the hardest thing to figure out because some of the places, it's just not easy planning a, planning something like this and and not to mention planning it all within the same month of each other. So the whole month of July, I'll be gone in Europe. And I think I'm just so excited about that. But um, <laughs> what a blast. What a nice thought. Is each trip about seven days then? Each trip is five days. Four, yeah, four nights, five days. So if... I know that some people who are like, oh, I'm going to this one or this one, they're going to end up staying a couple days to explore on their own too, which I think is nice. But each one will start off with like a tour of the city. So you can see a little bit of everything. 
And yeah, yeah that's oh, the gist. No. This is so fun. Yeah, no, if we weren't, clearly our whole year got planned and we're like, we were kept going back and forth, like, is there a way for us to do it? And I'm like, oh my gosh, hopefully maybe 2025. Because I still take clients. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, we, we just spent two weeks in London ourselves for- Oh my gosh. We went to London last conference. I know you're going out there in like in March, right? Just before la- your It's event. in April. It's April, the week that's right. before the summit. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. So. Crazy. It is a little crazy. I'm excited for it though. I love London. It's my favorite place in the world. So oh, yeah. I did too. For me, I have two places. We've talked about like, can we live here for at least a few months? Like, I want to try. For I want to do a project. I want to live there for three months. I want to live someplace else three yeah. months. And-, so, and then we want to live in Hawaii for three months. So we're- <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Yeah. We have no kids anymore. So life is a lot easier to get around. When we had little ones, it might have been a little more difficult. But now, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But London is amazing. It's a dream. Well, also, if anybody was wondering, I am a mom. And I, the way that I'm managing this is... So I co-parent with my son's dad and yeah. in the summers he goes with his dad for a month. And so I go. was like, I'm going to be absolutely heartbroken. And this is a great way to fill my time. So that is what I decided to do. No, I think that's great. And then, and yeah, it's, yeah you got to be a little creative sometimes and, and think outside the box and find ways that work. So that's awesome. I thought about that. I was like, oh, should I should how are you doing this? But obviously <laughs> you have someone to partner with you in the parenting. So that's great. So now you can do a month where it's really, yeah, this is, I wish I, yeah, I had thought of this idea 30 years myself. <laughs> like, let's go and do a month in Europe and get to well, hang out with a lot of cool people. the thought of going and everything's taken care of for you, like you don't have to worry about like, how are you going to get around like, on the metro? We're talking about the hotel or, or the... and travel and, and is food included or is not that not? Yes, food is included. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a dream for somebody who it's, it's hard to plan. You don't know to go with another group of gals. How fun is that? Well, I should assume that they're all gals. Who's coming? Who who uh, historically comes to these things? Actually, I have been talking to quite a few people who want to bring their husbands too. So I'm creating a like plus one ticket as well. So the spouses can come along as well. But yeah, it's it was meant and designed for lash artists only because there's workshops inside of each retreat where we're going to not only do like a business workshop, but also a artistry one too. So you're going to learn it's a tax write-off and yeah. And you'll get to see traveling is one of my favorite things. So yeah, seeing other parts of the world is a really big gift to yourself. And also, I don't know if you guys feel like this, but when you travel, do you ever think that it makes your brain work a little bit differently and you get more creative and I completely (laughs) think so because your whole world has changed. You have a new paradigm, different culture, the different ways that, that human beings do life. It's all different, different customs. And it's really fun. Like other cylinders in your brain start firing and it's super creative because you're comparing it to what you know, what you're comfortable with to being a little bit uncomfortable to be like, but it's an adventure. It's really eye opening. It's educational, not just historical. Historically, for us, we do a lot of historical stuff where we learn about the history behind things. But you also just realize that the world is such a big place. In fact, I have one friend, he keeps, I think, a euro always in his wallet to remind him that the world is bigger than just his what we see like so every time he goes to pay for something there's the foreign currency and there's just a reminder that's the world is a big place yeah and there are many different behaviors what we think is different or is maybe not exactly wrong in other cultures like that's how they do things there or that or maybe they do in a way that you might appreciate and go i would like to see that more in america like that yep. sort of thing so 
Yeah. I tell you, it has made me work harder to go on trips because I'm like, I want to come back to this place. What do I have to do to come back to this place and afford to come back to this place? And it just makes me think different. And then other ideas are born. And yeah, so I think traveling is great. And I also, another thing I want to say about that is, you know how there's a lot of messaging in people's, and I really don't want to like, say anyone specific, obviously, but you know, there's a lot of messaging of cars and shoes and bags and material things really don't value that stuff. And that's does not speak to me, but travel does and travel is something that I would spend all my money on. We are completely the same, exactly the same. I travel and food. food. Well, the food experience, yeah, Yeah, experience, gathering, yes. And I feel like twenty somethings and thirty somethings that is their number one value. It feels like the younger generation is very much like I want to collect experiences in my life because you know what I take I can take those anywhere I go. But buying stuff, it comes and goes, it breaks, it gets old. You have to replace it. You can't replace a memory of going to London. And for me, we were just there and we got to go into the Westminster Abbey. And Tess had been wanting to go there. This is our third trip in one year. We've gone three times. That's how much we love London. And she was like, it was special for her because this is where so many event, major things have happened in the world in history. And same thing, we went to Windsor Castle last year and got to see the Windsor Castle and behind the scenes and all the history involved. And in the since Tower of like 1046. It makes me emotional when I travel, like getting to see these things in person. And I love going on tours too, historical tours. My favorite thing. Sometimes I don't retain it all, like, but listening to it in the moment, I'm just like, my eyes are so wide and I'm, you can't knock the smile off my face when I'm a place like Europe. No, yeah, Europe. And for for me, where we spent most of my travels, I didn't start traveling to my 40s and I regretted it. I realized, wow, I wish I started this in my 20s. But we went to Asia a lot and we love Asia. It's another whole worldview and that's very different. It's very foreign because it's not there's different customs. Like we have very lot of European customs in America, but I love Asia. It's like my favorite place to go. I've never been. Yeah. I want to. I have heard such great things and that's definitely on my bucket list. I'll have to make that happen too. Yeah, you do the retreats the next year, do Asia and maybe oh, we'll make yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. Do like Hong Kong, definitely- Singapore, Japan, yeah, Tokyo. Literally, it's these places are amazing. And in fact, we're trying to get to Japan with our kids this year. Our kids want to go to Japan, so we might. That's one reason why we could go with you. Is like, okay, kids, get the to go dollar to Japan. is very strong. Yeah, in, in, yeah. in Japan right yeah, now, it's so. crazy. You can fly to Japan round trip for like six hundred bucks. Whoa. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Make that next year. Your part yes. two will be the Asia tour, and maybe you could do this. It'd be really interesting. Go to China and do a tour of a lash plant. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. That'd yeah. be really cool. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Or maybe talk to Michelle, and she, I know this would happen. Tell her go to Vietnam. I'm sure you can get people a tour in Vietnam of her place. So. I'm so volunteering cool. yes. stuff for Michelle without her knowing. <laughs> I'll talk to her. <laughs> but anyhow, that's really cool. Well, I love this. I think um, one of the things that's really cool is not just you're going to go there and do historical stuff, but there's going to be business stuff, which is why you can write this off. What? Who's teaching? Are you teaching? Or are you bringing in other instructors with you? Yeah. So with each one, trying to set up where I'm bringing someone to each one and still working out who's doing which one. But I have a lot of interest of like, I'm wanting to do this one and that one. So still working out (laughs) who, (laughs) but I'll give you an example. So Janelle Paris, 
She has a human design course that she's creating currently, and it should be ready, I think, by April. Um, but basically, it's just an overview of how you relate in business. And it's a really cool way to see like what your what gives you creativity, what doesn't, what drains you of your energy, stuff like that. So she speaks all on that. And that's an opener to all of the retreats is like first learning about yourself, where your business is currently at. And then we go from there on just how to grow your metrics and all of those things. That's cool. No, that's great. And so, yeah, I know Janelle is a traveler herself. So I'm sure, I don't know if you had her in mind, but I'm sure she found out as soon as you were doing this, she was probably like, okay. You exactly. Did. Like she, yeah, she wants to do all of them. Definitely the Paris one, of <laughs> yeah. course, obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, but somebody else who is in talks of coming is Christina Fard from ALA. So yeah. lots of other people do, but I don't want to like, and yeah, until everyone something yet. Stone. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think people look up to and influencers and people who have real, they can help you with your business. So it's a great idea because it's one of the reasons why we sometimes go overseas or do stuff. If we can make it work related, at least you get to write off some of it. You can't write off everything, but it makes a good excuse. Well, at least your airfare or something you like that. You can't write off a portion of yeah, it. Yeah. So, so that's very Exactly. Cool. That's awesome. Anything else about the, or again, maybe you can tell us where they find it and what price, like what's the, the cost? for all this yeah it's between $21.99 and $24.99 if you're going by yourself if you do have a, like a plus one you can maybe split the cost of that ticket because that one is significantly lower and that does not include airfare right so that only thing you have to take is airfare everything else okay is taken care of gosh five days hotel food, I think that's a bargain tours all for $2,200 basically that's you if you even went and planned it yourself you couldn't get that cheap like you'd have to stay at youth hostels right and yeah. then you might be able to save that kind of money and i don't highly i've never done youth hostels back in my 20s i had tons of my friends doing it it sounded horrible to me i, I, I did it when <laughs> i was 19 yeah yeah now, it's great when you're 19 it's not so great when you're probably 35 <laughs> so. yeah just because of the going with a group i get a little bit of a discount for that so it's nice getting to go with a group too. And yeah. a lot of people are, they don't feel like they could travel by themselves sometimes, especially their first time. So yeah. this is a nice way to get people out of the country and see, Hey, I could do this. You have a family with you. They can yeah, protect you, your tribe. Yeah. In fact, we met when we were in, I, I thought it was odd because I know I wouldn't have done this, but we were doing our tour. And we were walking with this one gal and we asked her where she's from. She's like, oh, I'm Torrance, which is like an hour, half hour from us. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you here with friends? She goes, no, I'm just here alone for a week. And I'm like, wow, that's, I'm impressed. But most people I think are, would be a little intimidated to go by yourself for a week and just walk around, do stuff. So it is great. You get to make some friends, learn a little business. And if you don't know anyone, you will know people when you're done. I guarantee you that. Like you're a walk out of there with a bunch of new besties. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so, so excited. Yeah. No, I definitely, I'm like, man, I wish I thought of that idea. <laughs> I know. So, well, you guys did think of something similar, the cruise. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the cruise the, during the, COVID. Yeah, the COVID cruise that what we planned. What wrong? Do you think you guys will ever bring that back? I own the domain name. I, I thought about it. It's, it's been a mixed bag because since then, I've learned a lot more about cruises and there are definitely a lot of downsides of cruises. There are, there are things that aren't so... I'm terrified of those, but I would yeah. do it for you guys. Oh, thank Aww. you. <laughs> yeah. I just know that there's so much disease passes around in cruises. That could, oh, yeah. that could be passed around because yeah. it's a, a contained 
you know. Yeah, and so it's a lot. You can talk about health issues, and then also there are people who you know, and, and I think they bring some goods. They are as far as pollutants, they are a, a huge pollutant. And and then the other question I have is, and this is I don't know as much about it because all these companies they're not based in the United States. They base they make sure their companies are all based off the outside of the United States, so they don't practice the same labor laws that we have in the United States, and so they their their pay structures are maybe questionable on how well they take care of people that they now the thing is this is that well i know they play below minimum wage for the working staff like the housekeepers or the certain that's and maybe the servers not the people running the programs you see the captain the captain of the ship is not minimum wage <laughs> he's he gets paid a real salary because he's the captain he's running a ship he's got to know what he's doing but the lower skilled jobs get paid below minimum wage and they get away with that because they're not american registered companies they're based in in the Caribbean or they're based in but, other places. But are those nationals, is the economy such that it's, exactly. it's not exploitive? That's the thing. If you come from Nigeria, are you expecting to make 30 bucks an hour in Nigeria? Or if you make three bucks an hour, is that considered a good salary? And on the ship, you're making that with no expenses, by the way, from what I understand. You're, they put you up. They, so you work six months and then you go home and you save a bunch of money maybe. So there are things that I would like to research more and understand more but since I've learned more about the cruising industry that I would like to do it before I ever did that. So if you're a big cruise lover, I'm sorry to poo on your parade. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm, I just, if we were to do something, I want to make sure we're doing something that's very would say as as best as we can not taking advantage of other people because of uh, yeah interesting yeah i didn't really think that i didn't know that they weigh with something like that yeah but, here let yeah. me wreck something else for people uh, this is a city i've decided i will never visit <sighs> the city of dubai i will never in my life visit the city of dubai it's built off slave labor the whole city 100 percent built oh. off slave labor i read an article probably about 20 years ago it was in what was that national geographic it was a horrible piece. It went in and talked about how basically people from like India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka. South Asia? South Asia, that's it. Were being recruited to come and help build this new mega city, this brand new city that was going to be amazing, a new shining light for the world. And they promised amazing wages and all this stuff. So these people were like, okay, sounds great. So they, they're living in these poor neighborhoods, these poor communities, and they need, they need some help. They need some, they, here's a financial opportunity to go do something new, different, build something. So they left their homes and they went to Dubai. And immediately as they got off the boat, they took their passports from them and would say, you no longer, if you're going to work here, we will watch after your passports. And here's your home. It's basically a little cage or not a cage, but it's a very, nothing special. It's just a, a room, whatever. And you're now, you cannot go back home. You're going to work for us until we finish, finish building these buildings, these structures and all this. And National Geographic is one of the few magazines I still trust. I think most things out there are, have motives and questionable uh, best practices when it comes to journalism. But this was 20 years ago, and National Geographic was just showing the ugly, dark side behind the city and how all these, most of these people that were there were not there because they, wa- were, could, they could not freely leave. They were trapped in this place. They had to stay there build the city in hopes that one day they would be freed or given back their ability to leave and go back to their homeland and underpaid. So they weren't compensated no, properly. I think they were un- yeah, considered underpaid and safety issues. There was not a lot of safety. A lot of people died in building that city from what, as far as I understand, a lot of people died um, because the, the safety was not a concern. 
They, they did not say, oh yeah, let's, let's make sure that we take care of these people. Because these people have no rights. They're expats. They're living in another country that's not their own. They don't speak the language. And they are, are have no ability to go home if they want because their passports and everything's been taken from them. So they have no recourse. They can't fight back. They have no legal rights. And so this was the early stages of Dubai when it was first being built. And it was built with basically slave labor. You don't really hear about that. No, of course not. Because it's, not the, it's this amazing testimony to the power of the human race to build anything you want. We built a city in the most unbuildable place in the world, right? And, and transformed it into a resort. Uninhabitable. And we made it. How many years were they there building that? Well, I think Dubai is still being built, but Dubai has been about, what, maybe 30 years? It's been a 30-year project. It's a new city. It's not like it was here, like the way we know it now, 50 years ago. And wow. that's, that wrecked it for me. It was really sad. I remember reading this article. It was like a doctor's office. I was just sitting in his doctor's office. I saw the article, like the dark underbelly of, of Dubai or whatever. And I started reading it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I really wanted to go too because it was like this was the early stages where they were just beginning to launch all these big buildings and all these things. I still want to go. <laughs> not no, not because of that, but it seems so amazing. It does. But in terms of principle, you won't because why? Because I don't feel like I want to support a city that used slave labor to build it. Like, okay, I understand. People argue that America was built on slave labor or that other countries have benefited from slavery. I get that. But, you know, we're now so far removed, we can't change that. We can't. Going to America is not like you're endorsing slavery from 200 years ago, right? You're not. But I feel like Dubai is like still fresh off the market off slave labor. And maybe still, I don't know. I have not followed or researched the last five, 10 years. But maybe that's still going on today i don't know but I, all i know is those best practices is how but really got it going and it, those best practices are horrible and, and inhumane and then i just can't i, I just don't want to be part of that so but we'll see watch Tusk convince me watch no me, no two weeks ago hey guys no we're I, I respect your principles and i do too so i think there's enough other places in the world to visit that are amazing and st- stunning and beautiful and maybe are not tarnished with that same, at least recently tarnished. Like, look, you go farther enough back in any culture, you're going to find horrible things. Like, slaves built the, by the way, the, the not the temples, we call it the pyramids, right? So <laughs> we're going to like, oh, I'm not going to Egypt because they use slavery to build the pyramids. Like, okay, well, that was 4,000, five, what, 5,000 years ago. Maybe I, at some point you're going to have to just go, this is historical history here. We'll just not applaud the Egyptians for their slavery, but at least go in Egypt and see history, right? So uh, maybe we'll think the same way about Dubai 200 years from now. <laughs> well, that was quite a tangent. Yes, totally tangent. I'm sorry so you sorry. asked. Sorry you asked about, all you said is how about- Fun la- facts with Paul. Yeah, last cruise. How about last cruise and you learn about the evils of Dubai? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. People have tuned out by this point. If you're still around, thank you for hanging out. We were wrapping up and I went on that toll sidebar. That is okay. We love you, Paul. Oh, thank you. Or you do. We do. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you as always. Where can people find more about the retreat and Lash Boss Summit? Yeah, it's the retreats is lashbossretreats.com and lashboss summit is lashbossummit.com. Yeah, it's so tough to find. And we'll put the links in the show notes so people can go and sign up today. And please come see us in uh, Austin. We really want to hang out. We want to see that room sold out. I want Shelby uh, to see all her hard work pay off. And I want that room just, I want her to be turning people away at the end. <laughs> so, Thank you. That would be great. But yeah. yeah. 
Not that part. Not, not all the way. I guess that's not good. Yeah, go you on. Want, you want it to be full. You want Perfect. everyone that can be there the to be blessed. The last ticket sells the day before the event. Yes. <laughs> that would be Perfect. That's it. That'd be the dream. Um, and then next year, shall we might have to find a new hotel, and that would be a good. Maybe, too. maybe I will look at a Hilton or something. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'll I, my Hilton person. I'll hook her you up with um, uh, the local Hilton person in your area and see what we can do. So, cool. Okay. Well, very good. Thanks, Shelby. It's been awesome as always, and uh, we'll be seeing you, you at the premiere show and then another stuff. It should be fun. We love you. Amazing. Love y'all too. Thank y'all so much. Hey guys, guess what? We're done. We're out of here. That's the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review on behalf of my last boss babe, Tustany, as well as our special guest, Shelby. I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. <laughs> <laughs>